And now for a segment called Just Something I've Noticed, brought to you by our friends at Motel 6. Just Something I've Noticed. There's a lot more yawning these days. Have you noticed that? Yeah. And the bad thing about yawning, it's contagious. Now, I'm not a scientist, but I do know that's true. You see somebody else yawn, all of a sudden, you got to yawn. You know what helps to curtail the yawning? How about a great night's rest at Motel 6? Book online at motel6.com. Use the code CPREDEYE to get 15% off your stay at Motel 6 or Studio 6. With almost 1,500 locations across the country, there's almost always a Motel 6 or Studio 6 nearby. And truck parking is available at most locations. Enjoy a clean, comfortable room at a price you will love when you use the code CP Red Eye. That's the letters CP Red Eye, all one word, for 15% off your stay at Motel 6 and help curtail the yawning. That's just something I've noticed. Brought to you by Motel 6. Now, it's Red Eye Radio. Gary McNamara and Eric Harley talk about everything from politics to social issues and news of the day. Whether you're up late or you're just starting your day, welcome to the show from the Uniden America Studios. This is Red Eye Radio. All across America, we are Red Eye Radio. He is Eric Harley and I'm Gary McNamara. Good morning. Thank you for being here. Thank you. Oh, thank goodness there is hope for our nation. There is hope for our nation. We were so disappointed when Marianne Williamson pulled out of the Democratic primary. She is now back in after Michigan. She now believes that the public is looking for a leader. Mm -hmm. Is looking for a, quote, as she describes herself, a spiritual thought leader like her Uh to bring this country back to greatness. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. I just love it. Just love it. Just love it. It's, it's, it really is the equivalent of, hey, I'm back on Facebook, guys. <laughs> I'm back. There was a lot to laugh about yesterday, and this oh, is one of the man. things got a roaring laugh out. It's, can you imagine her <laughs> thinking, okay, I need to get back in. I, I can need- win this. <laughs> Seriously. At some point, you've got to think in your mind, oh, no. I got it. All I have to do is announce that I'm back in. After announcing I'm out, I'm in. And I can win it. You've got to think in your mind that you actually have a legitimate shot at winning. As she said in the statement as of today, I am unsuspending my campaign for the presidency of the United States. All right. Uh, I had suspended it. (laughs) Because I was losing the horse race, but something so much more important than the horse race is at stake here, and we must respond. We have a fascist standing at the door. I'm assuming she doesn't mean Biden. Actually, my first thought was Biden yesterday, and I thought, oh, no, wait, she means Trump. You know, I got to find it. I just realized somebody, it was, it, I think it was Ben Shapiro. 
honey, there's a fascist at the door. Did, did you call the fascists? The new romantic comedy, Fascist at the Door. <laughs> I'm sorry, we didn't we didn't order we didn't order a fascist to... in in this new episode in the new season. <laughs> they've renewed it again in the new season of Last Man Standing. Tim Allen opens the door to yeah. the fascist who wishes to date his daughter. By the way, uh, there was her first mistake. There's a fascist at the door. Well, a fascist doesn't wait at the door, do they? They knock it down. They come through it. They've got no respect for property rights yeah. at the door. Why yeah. would that stop them? Yeah, she thinks she's going to be a hero. Gary, Gary, hey, look, yes. someone on the left thinks they're going to stop Trump. Uh, again. I, I believe it was, because we have stated this over <laughs> and over again. Yeah. Look, Trump can say stupid things, but where he stands on the issues mm. is a moderate. And I think it I think it was Ben Shapiro mm. that made that comment yesterday. Because I saw it and went, oh, 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 okay. Thanks, Ben. We've been making that for the longest time. I think it was him. Let me just scan very quickly here. Uh, or maybe he was maybe he was responding mm. to uh, to someone, mm-hmm. but he said the same thing. He said, "If you actually look at Trump on the issues, he's he's moderate. Yeah, there's nothing radical about Trump on no. the issues. No." And I was I was surprised to see that because you don't hear a lot of people saying it the way that we do. Right. That look, you criticize Trump. It's like get out of your own way. Well, I I, I hear in the hallways that that. Uh, Ben is a huge fan of Red Eye Radio, and he he drinks coffee late at night so he can stay up and listen to us. Eric, hmm? there's nobody ever in our hallways. <laughs> but it's usually it's usually just me talking to myself. I didn't say who. I didn't say who was saying. Oh, it. <laughs> well, no, no one's ever really said it that way. Um, actually, I don't know of anybody that's kind of even made the point even right. close to that. Because what would make you a fascist is where you stand on the issues, well, not 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 your you know over over the top, pol- you know, political rhetoric that every politician at one point does. I could point yeah. to any politician and go, okay, that was over the top. You know, you're just you mean like she did when she was announcing she was getting back in. I mean, that was over the top. If you think of, where there's a <laughs> fascist at the door, yes, yes, you know, and that's over the top, right? And, but if you were looking for a fascist based on government policy on the issues, Biden would be closer. Yeah. Much closer. Right. Because yeah. where Trump stands on the issues, you know, it's like he's a moderate. Right. Nothing radical here, but I thought it was interesting because I can't, I think he responded, so I can't find it here at the moment. I'm not going to search it. And he, uh, he X's 9,000 times a day. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> He does, doesn't he? He posts on X. Yes. Yeah. I don't yeah, think I, they call I, it Xing yet. It's not Xing? No. Oh, okay, I like that. I like Xing better. That's Xing cool. is better. I like that. Xing. Yeah. He was Xing yesterday. He exited uh, about it, <laughs> which sounds confusing. Yeah. And now for a segment called Just Something I've Noticed, brought to you by our friends at Motel 6. Just Something I've Noticed, bargain hunting is back. I mean, bargain hunting's always been around. We always love a great deal. But man, everywhere you look, people are bargain hunting. You know, there's so many great ways to find 
great deals. Hey, I have a great find in your bargain hunting journey. Book online at motel6.com. Use the code CPREDEYE to get 15% off your stay at Motel 6 or Studio 6. With almost 1,500 locations across the country, there's almost always a Motel 6 or Studio 6 nearby. And truck parking is available at most locations. Enjoy a clean, comfortable room at a price that's a real bargain when you use the code CPREDEYE. That's the letters CP Red Eye, all one word, for 15% off your stay at motel6.com. That is a bargain. That's just something I've noticed. Brought to you by Motel 6. What's up, everyone? It's Reality Steve, your number one source for all things Bachelor Nation and reality TV. Every day, I'm giving you the behind the scenes juice and your info on all your Bachelor Nation stories and also interviewing some of your favorite reality stars. My name has been synonymous with spoilers, but I'm so much more than that. Give me a listen. The Reality Steve Podcast, part of the Believe Network. Just search B-L-E-A-V on YouTube or wherever you listen. You know, the, the other thing is uh, this, uh, Glenn Reynolds uh, had this yesterday on his own, uh, on Substack, um, and it was headlined, Real Clear Politics Have It. Some parts of America still work. Yeah. Right. And we'll get that criticism once in a while. You guys say that nothing works. Well, I, when all, uh, we say the exact opposite. Mm-hmm. Uh, what works what really, really works and produces and delivers is the private sector. Yeah. And in this thing, he talks about the private moon landing last right, week. Right. Saying, well, who would have ever thought that would have happened? Mm-hmm. You know, so, we, you know, that, and it's, it's just great. But you and I have talked about this on a consistent basis. That if you, if you look at it, the reason that we don't want the federal government to have as much control as they have. Control that the founding fathers never saw them having mm-hmm. is because they're the furthest government away from the people. Yeah. You know, for example, when you talk about when you talk about, uh, you know, globalism and whenever we talk to people, and they say you're a globalist. It's like, I, I don't know what that means. You know, w- what definition of globalism? Because that definition changed. Well, yes. it's it sprouted out <laughs> with new branches, different definitions, yeah. uh, especially during 2016. Right, because, you know, uh, uh, the globalism initially was the fact of, you know, when you talk about uh, the EU. Yeah. You know, and that's where you you basically, you put some, you have a number of countries that have their own autonomy. But then you vote as a country to put an organization above all of you that will make decisions on a consistent basis without the direct input every single day from the from a legislature. Right. From the legislative part of Western democracies. Yeah, no, no direct and, accountability right. to necessarily to any of those uh, citizens of those nations. Right. That was the original, I thought, <laughs> definition of globalism. Then it became, if you believe in free trade. Yeah. You right. Know, if yeah. you believe in free trade, then you became a globalist right. mm-hmm. if you believe that the United States should trade with Europe mm-hmm. or the United States should trade with Canada. Then right. all of a sudden you become a globalist or they never say it specifically They'll just say, well, if you believe in free trade, you're a globalist, so we should yeah. trade with Canada. Oh, no, we should trade with Canada. Well, then why aren't I a globalist? Mm-hmm. Is it because there's a land border and not a water separating us? Does the water or land make the difference? But that's why it's very, very important to you know define words. But when you look at this here, 
some parts of America still work. A huge part of America still works. Oh, yeah, sure. And it's in the private sector, as we see every single day. Right. What surprises us? Oh, but when we talk about the, you know, when you look at, let me first keep on that one train of thought. When you look at, you know, you know the globalists, you look at an EU, that would be the furthest part of government that really can do things. And that's why Great Britain wanted out. So many people in Great Britain wanted out because they said, we're losing our, autonom- our autonomy. Well, then the second thing closest, you know, to that would be the federal government. Right. And the federal government, which is still pretty far away from the people and not daily, you know, not doesn't have daily accountability for the things that they do. They can do a ton of stuff. And the accountability isn't the same as a state government or a local government, mm. which is why the founding fathers wanted the federal government to basically be that's the umbrella to protect the states. Yeah. Right. You know, you protect the states, you protect the borders, you protect uh, us from from our enemies from uh, the, uh, the the outside, and you protect the cohesiveness of the states together. For example, uh, interstate, uh, interstate uh, transportation, uh, interstate trade, you ensure that states don't put tariffs against each other. You make it so you're one country, but you, as a state, control most of the benefits and services that you're going to give, uh, you know, to your, you're going to give to your citizens and how you tax them and do that mm-hmm. because you're closer and it was that closer representation that the founding fathers wanted, which is a good thing, because people want accountability. Mm-hmm. And so you saw it, and we'll play the audio cut coming up uh, following the bottom of the hour, because it's our audio cut of the day. The mayor of Athens, Georgia, getting just, just, oh, man, just railed over the coals by, uh, by, this, uh, by citizens that were there at the meeting when he's basically saying, uh, the uh, the murder by the uh, 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 the alleged murder by the illegal immigrant basically is Trump's fault in Charlottesville and everything else. Mm-hmm. And they just blasted him. And we need to, you know, uh, you know, be humanitarian towards migrants and all that. And by the way, that that's a that's a bogus thing. I don't mm-hmm. know anyone out there that if, you know, you have, uh, you know, people that are crossing the border for a better life that I would never enjoy sending anybody back it's something that you have to do because they want opportunity but you have to protect the border yeah i would get no joy in doing it because somebody the president gave them hope that they could be here and i have to turn them away and they gave up everything to come here because they were invited by a president that won't abide by the law that's what would disappoint me they're simply trying to get you know the better life now the criminals I would be glad to turn back. Well, because that's the difference is that we don't we can't distinguish between the two. Right. uh, Unless there is a proper vetting process in place. And it has been anything but that, Uh, you know, it's it's now basically process them as quickly as possible. Almost a rubber, rubber stamping at the border and everybody gets in. But you saw that that accountability where you never see. A congressman, mm-hmm. may, maybe once in a great while if they decide to have a tall, town hall meeting, but you rarely see. I looked at you when we were playing that in our pre-show meeting where they were saying, you're a liar, you're a liar, you're a liar. And you could hear the distinctive voices. It wasn't a group of thousands of people doing it at a rally. It was right to his face, and you could tell he knew who they were. Oh, yeah. And, you know, that's where you get, that's the accountability that you're full of it. 
Yep. And and so, you know, uh, that's why you have local governments that, for the most part, do a much better job in providing services than the federal government ever could right. because they're more accountable to you. Yep. Same with the private sector. Mm-hmm. What we find amazing is the fact that we live in a society that will now, especially on the federal level, sometimes on the state level, less from the local level, will accept the will accept lies from their politicians if it fits their narrative. Oh yeah. That's what surprises us that there is almost it seems like zero accountability. Yet the politicians and these same people will demonize the private sector that the private sector better be give us a hundred percent of what we want all the time. We can't accept 50%. We can't accept 60%. Well, I must be totally satisfied. Yet the private sector is what the liberals demonize as being the problem with this country. Mm -hmm. That I find amazing. That, to me, is the most amazing thing. That, That disconnect that, for the most part, exists in liberals, sometimes in populist. Mm -hmm. Companies are evil. Yeah, right. Well, you, know, you but, see, you, for example, and you, it leaks into the Republican Party, Josh Hawley. Well, everybody has freedom of speech. All groups should have freedom of speech, too. Labor groups should have freedom of speech. NRA should have freedom of speech. Companies, they shouldn't have freedom of speech. That kind of populist crap, you know, coming from somebody who portrays himself always as a good conservative, and he's not. You can't be. No, that's if you're a saying, thought. Yeah, if you're saying freedom of speech ought to be taken away from that person over there. That's a liberal thought. And I like Josh Hawley on so many things. Well, that's that, why but, it's so confounding. That's right. That's the problem I have with it is that coming from him, it's one of those right. you should know better moments. But it's his attempt to demonize that business is evil. Business should be separated and they shouldn't have freedom of speech. Because what are you talking about? The one area that actually produces more satisfaction with the customer, with the American citizen, than any other entity out there is the one that he believes shouldn't have freedom of speech. Right. Because their motive is we wish to make a profit if you willingly buy our product. Right. Voluntarily. Uh Uh-huh. Sometimes as a nation, a significant portion of people are absolutely nuts. They just don't look at the big picture. I think the it's it, it honestly is the willful ignorance and a combination of that and the agenda. 86690 Red Eye. This morning's USDA Farm Report is brought to you by Howes Products. Tested, trusted, guaranteed since 1920. A better 2024 ag export forecast than was expected three months ago, but still USDA is projecting exports this year to come in at $170.5 billion, down about $8 billion below fiscal 23. And so that would be a 5% decrease from 23 to 24 if this forecast were realized. USDA economist Bart Kenner says to explain the downturn, you've got the usual suspects first a continued strong dollar. And that creates uh, opportunity for other competing countries to sell their comparable products at a lower price. That brings us to reason two, stiff crop production competition. From other countries like Brazil and Argentina who are uh, producing 
lot of the bulk products that tend to drive the export values that we see. Especially for corn and soybeans. Gary Crawford for the U.S. Department of Agriculture. This report brought to you by Cenex Fuels and Lubes. Get in touch with Red Eye Radio, toll free at 866-90-RED-EYE. It's Red Eye Radio. He's our Carly and I'm Gary McNamara. Uh, okay. Oh, we got to make sure we mention the Wendy story because we brought oh, it up the other yeah. day. Yeah. That uh, Wendy's, uh, I'm reading here from AP News, the burger chain clarified its stance on how it will approach pricing after the media picked up on comments uh, by the CEO, Kirk Tanner, that the company would test features like dynamic pricing at restaurants. Mm-hmm. They're actually, they said they're not going to do that. It's not that they're going to raise prices during peak hours during peak hours that, that they could have like a flash sale or a special during non-peak hours so it would give them a chance to do that um and it, it's surge pricing is what they call it. yeah right. and so those are the things that you look at because the surge pricing would go viral right people would say well i was in line i got a cheeseburger at ten thirty a.m or whatever and then i came back at noon uh, to get something for someone in the office, and it was, you know, a dollar more or whatever. And that would go viral. So that was a horrible move, and you don't want that. Right now, you're trying to keep people, uh, and you're trying to keep your customer happy. Uh, as as we pointed out the other day, the article that pointed out they're the most expensive of the big uh, fast food companies. So you want to keep your customer happy. So you do that with good products. And in the face of inflation, you do the opposite. Look, do some loss leaders or some sales every once in a while, and maybe that's where they're going with this. I guess we'll see. to Red Eye Radio from the Uniden America Studios. And he is Eric Carley and I'm Gary McNamara. Welcome and good morning. Thank you so much for being here. You know, I was saying before that uh, when you uh, when we look at uh, the, the federal government and everything that they're involved in, that they're too far away from the, the, the people. Mm-hmm. And the fact is there's very little accountability. And we gave the example of the mayor of Athens, Georgia, and the flack he got yesterday by trying to tie uh, the uh, uh, murder of uh, Lake and Riley to Trump and Charlottesville and everything else. He just got pounded. And th- yeah. these were citizens that were at that announcement. I mean, it got I haven't heard anything like that in the in the longest time. Maybe some maybe some congressional town hall meetings, but still not to this level. Uh, and the you know, congressional town hall meetings, are they not having them anymore? Because you very you see very little video of town hall meetings, you know, from cell phone cameras. Are they banning the use of cell phones 
in these town hall meetings now? I, I don't know. Or are they just bypassing the meetings? Or are they, yeah. I mean, I don't know how you go home but to your home district and not talk to your constituents. I don't know. But the point, I, and, and the, the point I was trying to say here, make here, is, is uh, the fact of we see what we get from government. We see, for example, the Biden administration, pathological liars on everything to the yeah. point of gaslighting. That, you know, and we got it yesterday again. The The president, well, the reason the doctor won't come out and talk to the reporters is because they just think he's too young. Yeah, right. You couldn't get away with that. And I said the private sector <laughs> in America that produces more satisfaction than anything else. Yeah. Is one of the number one things demonized by government. But to make my point here, I just happened to see... This uh, this new uh, study. Thanks, Alan, for getting this for us. Mm. Uh, got it from Alan uh, from the Gallup poll. Significantly more Americans name immigration as the most important problem facing the United States. Twenty eight percent than did a month ago. Now, I'm just going to hold off for a second here. Pay attention to everything here, how Gallup how Gallup lists everything, and let's find the common denominator on the top one, two, three, four top issues that Americans think are the biggest problem right now and whether we can tie it all, all those problems, in one specific direction. Mm -hmm. So in the last month, Immigration, 28%, up 20% from just a month ago. Hmm. Immigration has now passed the government as the most often cited problem after the two issues tied for the top position the past two months. The government ranked first each month from January through November of 2023. In the latest poll, 28% of Americans say the most important problem facing the United States is immigration. Number two is government. Number three is the economy. Number four is inflation. Does it take any rocket scientist to figure out that every single one of those that you say is the most important problem, all of them are government. <laughs> every single one is government. <laughs> So you take 28%, mm -hmm. then you add the 20%, you get 48%, mm -hmm. then you add the economy, 12%, and you're up to 60%, and then inflation, another 11%, which means you're up to 71% of the people in the United States believe that the biggest problem is the federal government, because all those problems can go, you can take them and go right back to the federal government. Directly. Directly. And yet, more lies are enabled by the public from the federal government than they would ever allow from the private sector, which gives us more satisfaction yeah. with our voluntary transactions, and we would never allow the line and deceit from the private sector. Why? We'd sue them out of business 
than we allow with the federal government. It's yet we don't do anything about it. Yet, look at the national debt. Yeah. Well, the national debt is tied to inflation. Well, you know, and and the the economy is yep. tied to inflation, which is tied to the national debt yep. and and the 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 loose the loose the mm-hmm. totally irresponsible. Oh, let me. You and I were talking about uh, Austin Powers earlier. Mm-hmm. Evil Fed policies. Evil. <laughs> well, but I mean, it honestly. The one thing about the border issue is that it's right there. It's top of mind. We see it. The Lake and Riley case. The blue cities being overrun. We see it over and over. It's playing out over and over. Inflation is too. Yet on spending, we still haven't learned our lesson. As a nation, we still have no, no. It, it's we're paying for it and paying for it over again. I mean, it's almost being double taxed if you think about it. They're taking the money to spend, and then of course, we're paying for it with inflation. And while that's not a taxation, it is a result of government. And it's. It's unreal. I mean, uh, the comedian, uh, Mo Amir, talked about the whole COVID thing. Well, they gave us some money. And, you know, I was like, okay, you know, all right, yeah, thanks a lot. Thanks a lot. Still kind of nervous. What's going on here? You know, and then, uh, you know, some more money. Okay, well, thanks. I'll pay the bills. And then and then all of a sudden, you know, well, wait a minute. Now they're taking it all back. I mean, you, you think about that is if you weren't, if you're not, paying attention and you don't you're not a wonk you don't get into that you're maybe you're younger and you haven't learned all of that yet or you just haven't been paying attention for whatever reason that's a very simplistic way to look at it now inflation isn't the government taking it back but it is the effect of government and it's the result of that kind of overspending over and over again and it should be everybody Every single day, it should be top of mind. I mean, my wife and I both did shopping, was it last week? It was the end of last week. We both spend, spent, she's a few hundred, I spent a couple hundred. Groceries. It's unreal how much you don't get for that kind of money. And it's and then I think of, man, back when our kids were young, you know, and all the things that young kids need, all our kids are grown now, you know, and if we're buying for grandkids, it's usually because we're spoiling them. So it's, we don't have young kids in the house that we're responsible for every day. Where, nope, you got to have the school uniform and whatever else they need at school. You got to get them to school. You know, you got to get them to extracurricular activities you gotta oh oh and you gotta feed them and you gotta house them apparently you gotta put a roof over their head make sure the lights are on 
It's an it's an everyday effect. In fact, it's in your home. If you talk about the border situation, it's in your neighborhood. With inflation, it's in your life every single day. It is your money. It's in your home. It's the things that you have to purchase or maybe now can't afford for your home, including the energy needed for your home. Uh, our audio cut of the day coming up here in just a, a moment. But uh, the last two times I went to the supermarket, went to Kroger, uh, 86 and $87. Mm-hmm. And I was like, initially, I was shocked. Mm-hmm. I went, wow, it's under 100. Mm-hmm. And then I realized I was involved in shrinkflation. <laughs> I bought less. Yeah, right. So it cost less. So I immediately blamed Kroger for gouging me. Yeah, exactly. Of course, it's it's their fault. <laughs> Everyone knows. <laughs> it's, reta- of, it's the retailer. Had to pull a Biden. All right, yeah. here we go. I want to play these these uh, two audio cuts. We played them earlier, but uh, it's just uh, it it shows you just where the public is right now. It's the mayor of Athens, uh, 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 Georgia, talking about uh, the uh, the killing of uh, Lake and Riley, the uh, murder of Lake and Riley, and trying to defend, saying we don't we're not involved in sanctuary city policies. Uh, but we respect the dignity dignity of migrants, and you look at uh, Trump and Charlottesville and everything else, mm-hmm. and it's the same blah 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 blah. Yeah. Listen to the response from the citizens that are there. Humanity yeah. is the expectation of human dignity. While 2019 was not that long ago, you might remember the dynamic we were living in in the late teens in this country, where you had. President of the United States speaking in the most vile terms about people who were foreign born. And you had that notion oh, metastasizing in places like Charlottesville. This is an <laughs> when I was younger, so when we I have... was a criminal. And you know what I thought about doing? Crossing the border to Mexico to get away from my crimes. Son, I'm going to ask you to leave. Jesus Christ. He saved me, and I no longer live that lawless life, I'm, which you do. Son, I'm going to ask you, you to leave. You lawless, Mr. Mayor. I'd be glad to schedule some time with you if you'd like some individual time. Yeah, I'd like to spend some time with you. Okay, now that's that was just that the one gentleman, but listen to more people get involved here as uh, he continued speaking yesterday. And so that term means different things to different people depending on the context of the discussion. Uh, we know what Many, it means. Many of the elements, many of the elements, we're here to listen, we're here to listen, there'll be time for questions. Many of the aspects that are ascribed to sanctuary cities are things that are disallowed by Georgia law. And we contribute a document every year to the Georgia Department of Audits, indicating that we do not correspond to these definitions under state law. Yes, you do. And no policies have been adopted Please by the mayor and commission that have created sanctuary time. city status in Sir, Athens. You need to resign. One protocol resign that sometimes now. arises. Resign, resign now. Resign. You- wow. Well, that's where the public is right now. They're not happy. The mayor is a liar. The mayor is also clueless. The mayor is weak. I remember 2019. 
I remember people having better buying power, a lot better buying power. I remember a president who wanted to be strong on the border. I remember a president calling to build a wall. I remember a president who, when he first ran in 2016, was focused on another case where an American citizen was killed by somebody who was here illegally. Well, when you talk about being a humanitarian, when there's 85,000 children that we have lost in the United States, that none of these Democrats seem to be concerned about at all, whether they're in the sex slave traffic, uh, working underground jobs, whatever, 85,000 children. The Republicans are trying to figure out in the administration, where are these children? Why don't you care? So stop with this humanitarian crap that we keep hearing from the Democrats. You don't care. And still telling the Charlottesville lie. Yeah, that's, they are, aren't they? That's weak. Eight six six ninety red eye We'll be right back with more Red Eye Radio with Eric Harley and Gary McNamara. It's Red Eye Radio. He's Eric Harley and I'm Gary McNamara. What I'm really interested to see is what happens today. Uh, how, how do the how do uh, the Democrats try to spin? Uh, Hunter Biden's testimony yesterday. They were out yeah. real early saying, oh, there's nothing there. It's completely over. I went, well, completely over. The hearing barely started. It was I, I didn't get the exact time on it, but it seemed shortly after he was done with his opening statement, they were out there saying, there's nothing. The yeah, evidence shows. Right. Well, the only one, the evidence you had was Hunter Biden saying all this stuff that Demo- or that Republicans were saying he perjured himself. Right. So this is going to be fascinating. The interesting thing that I didn't see Democrats, I first saw it on social media, a bunch of people writing, uh-oh, we're hearing our sources. I think Jonathan Turley was the one. Sources saying the Democrats now don't want, remember how they were screaming? Mm-hmm. No, Hunter mm-hmm. Biden should be able to speak yeah. in, in the public in front of Congress. Now they don't want him to. Mm, that's what the reports were yesterday. Now they don't want him to. This is going to be fascinating to see where it goes from here. This is Red Eye Radio on Westwood One. Welcome to Talkville, the ultimate Smallville rewatch podcast. Guest star Sarah Carter as Alicia Baker. Although I didn't really work with her a lot. But Tom did, and they had some real big smoochy scenes. Yeah. Can we talk about that? Could there be any more sex? What was a three-page makeout scene that just kept going? Good Lord. We get it. They have chemistry. Jump in now or catch up on any of the past seasons of Talkville on YouTube or wherever you listen. John brings his skewed sense of humor. Jeff brings tips to cut strokes off your next round. Together, it's those weekend golf guys. They'll pay a lot of money to PXG and Titleist and Callaway and on and on and on. How many yards do you think you're going to pick up with that extra driver? I think I can get an extra 5 to 10. What if I give you 15 to 20? <laughs> you pay me more. Jeff Smith right? teaches on the sliding scale. <laughs> those weekend golf guys, the podcast, part of the Believe Network. Just search B-L-E-A-V on YouTube or wherever you listen.